In just one generation, the internet connected people across the globe. And now, slow news days are a thing of the past. It's a lot to keep track of, but WHIP has you covered with local, national, and international stories. Join us for a rational look at a complex world. This is Rational Radio on WHIP. Indeed, it is Rational Radio on WHIP. And it's Friday, which is another... Happy Friday. Happy piece of information. <laughs> oh... It's uh, it's time for the it's time for the crackdown today, sort of, kind of. Yeah. For everybody else, it's time for the crackdown on Sunday. But I'm happy, maybe question mark, to inform you all that uh, it's it's a spicy one. This week has just been freaking (laughs) nuts. So was last week. I think every week is just it's just how it goes now. I I feel like that it might just be. It might just be this semester. Maybe that's this. We might just really be in for a for a doozy of a uh, of a semester here. How is? uh, Ooh, I'm trying to figure out some news update stuff. How is your semester experience going thus far? (laughs) It's going fine. You know, it is crazy busy, and we're doing lots of stuff here, and we're doing lots of stuff other places you know our lives are not just the news department whip yeah (laughs) surprisingly but it's it's been a good semester though like it's busy but it's like productive kind of busy you know it's like nice kind of busy i know i'm still trying to find out if it's either that i have less work this semester um if i enjoy the work that i'm doing more or if nothing has changed and i was just that burnt out last semester Mm-hmm. But last semester sucked compared think, to this one. I think least. you do have less work this semester. Yes. Well, maybe in, in this context, at least. Maybe not elsewhere. Oh, but. yes. At, <laughs> at WHIP, I, I know I've, uh, I think I've mentioned it on other shows, but the the news department has really stepped up hard, and I'm very happy to say that we've got a, a really solid team. We're doing our best. It's. I mean, hey, to produce... <laughs> I mean, the crackdown is nominated for at least one award already, and like it's brand new. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we've been producing one every single week, we now have. How many do we have? We are up to eleven total. I Whoa. believe eleven crackdowns. We've got our twelfth coming on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Filming it right after this. I finished the script right before this. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird. It's like become a part of my weekly routine like i can't go to sleep thursday before putting a script together i cannot do that (laughs) yeah sorry about that um but it's it's totally fine and like last semester it would be wednesdays i would be copy editing and putting stories together and i would not like like i couldn't do anything until i'd finished that on wednesday because it was like the thing and now like i mean it seems like we've been doing it for so long now, even though it's only been, I mean, first of all, we're only in like the fourth week of this semester mm-hmm. and it feels like we've been here forever. Like yeah. I'm so ingrained in the routine already. It feels like I've been in this studio like what? every day, but it, I mean, I'm only in here like twice a week, so I've only been in here like eight times. I mean, all things, all things, <laughs> that is, that is good. That's honestly what we're, what we're going for and what we I don't say what we lacked in the past, but again, it's it's the routine and the production schedule that needs to stick. Yeah. Um, because for something the size of the crackdown, for those of you who haven't seen it, oh my goodness, 
Hop on. Please watch it. Um, It's WHIP Radio on YouTube. Yep. You have to type in radio. If Otherwise, you type in whip, you'll get a... You'll get just results for whip, which they, isn't what you're looking uh, for. Cars and booties, essentially. So. Maybe, though, maybe someday, if we get enough traffic, if you just type in WHIP, maybe you'll get us. I but mean, it's going to be hard because, right again, now. we're competing with cars and <laughs> booties. So it's, um, yeah. But, yeah, if you type in WHIP Radio, it'll take you to the uh, WHIP Radio YouTube channel. Um, all of our crackdowns are on there now, even the ones from last semester. Used to go up on my channel, long story short. We've migrated them. Um, it sounded like you were saying it's like a long story short, we've changed it. But no, that was the that title was, of the, the channel. Title. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's been, and our production value has really risen a lot, and we've actually really improved. Um, and thank you, by the way, Amrith, for this, keeping the, the sources sorted in the script. Um, Doing we, my best. Yes, we cite our sources really well now. Not that we weren't in the past, but like now it's, it is in the video. There are no claim. copyright violations in this house. Oh, yeah. I sincerely hope. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Don't check. <laughs> we, we try really hard. Yeah, don't audit us, please. Uh, we're, we're trying our best. Um, I, I guess you could. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that one to speculation. Um, <laughs> speaking of... Ugh, speaking of ugh, uh, craziness. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know how to how to break this. So, someone tried to someone apparently tried to blackmail Jeff Bezos, and um, and let's just get into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to even say the title because on the surface it just makes me go, who in their right mind would try to blackmail someone like Jeff Bezos? Um, so allow me to try to answer that question. For okay. The National Enquirer. Very... <laughs> well, right off the bat, it's already hard. The National Enquirer um, is one of those sketchy-looking tabloids uh, that you see in, like, checkout lines at grocery stores and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, to be completely honest, I'm not entirely sure. This makes me, like, what? really tempted to go to um, just... to go to the Fresh Grocer and pick up a National Enquirer just to see, like, what is yeah. this? I never re I've never read the National Enquirer. I mean, for what it's worth, they've got a really terrible score on uh, most of the, um, <laughs> like, fact-checking and things like that, organizations that I've checked. Um, they're listed as a questionable source on media mediabiasfactcheck.com, which has been a pretty solid resource. Specifically, they're listed as a right-wing conspiracy and pseudoscience um, outlet, which makes sense. Uh, this isn't limited to right-wing weirdness in the uh, in the U.S. It's really, I don't know, if you've ever been in like a tabloid section of like a magazine place, they're kind of all garbage. It's weird. Uh, yeah, the National Enquirer is that's that's their uh, that's their bread and butter. Is that that hot trash? Um, they've been in hot water recently, though. Because of their involvement in crimes committed by people in the Trump campaign. Um, during the campaign leading up to the 2016 election, in case you forgot, Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, violated campaign finance laws when he facilitated a hush money payment to a Playboy model about an alleged affair with Donald Trump. That's a whole story. That feels like it was forever ago. Like, does. I remember that. It's and it was not that long ago, but there's, man. Just, there's just so much. There's yeah. so much to unpack with any one of these stories. Um, that was only like July. Yeah, oh, that was spicy. The so American Media Inc. is they own National Enquirer. Yes, they own National Enquirer, and they are involved in that hush money payment story 
because they coordinated with the Trump campaign to buy the rights of any relevant um, politically damaging stories that did come up, and then they would bury them. It's a Uh practice called catch and kill, and pretty much how it works is that you spend money to obtain the copyright to a story, and then you sit on it and do nothing. And it's actually, this is... This is fairly common, but as an organization, I shouldn't say fairly common. This isn't fairly common, but like this isn't unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an organization, when you do something like this, you have to be careful because if you, if the story that you're trying to cover up is like a crime, <laughs> you can you can end up in trouble. Uh, and they did, and they agreed to cooperate with the feds um, in the ensuing investigation to avoid being charged themselves. So that's. That's 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 that little nugget of information. That's why they were in hot water. But throughout this time, the Washington Post was kind of covering the story hard uh, because it was some kind of weird media espionage stuff. Um, the Washington Post was covering it hard. And the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. So when Jeff Bezos got divorced last month, the National Enquirer, which is again owned by AMI, quickly published private messages and details about an extramarital affair um, in a timely manner that that made Bezos concerned that it might be kind of like a political hit job. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this was Bezos's concern. It's the evidence is sketchy, yada, yada. Um, Bezos, being, you know, a bajillionaire, hired an investigator to determine or investigate how the info was compromised and whether or not their motivations were political, which is relevant because they're kind of cooperating in an investigation about all this right now, and that could get them in trouble. Right. Um, in fact, it has, but we're getting there. Um, so this is where the blackmail comes in. Apparently, once AMI found out Bezos was digging into things, they got in touch with his team in a series of emails, and this is where it gets spicy. Uh, those emails, they're actually in those emails to uh, a team of uh, lawyers and stuff like that for Bezos, Uh, They detailed a series of 10 compromising photos that they had, including nudes of of Jeff Bezos. Those, okay, their descriptions in the emails, they were really funny. They were, yeah. I was reading the email and, like, the way that they were describing them, they could be really funny. They were, like, including one below-the-belt selfie. Yeah, a (laughs) below-the-belt selfie, otherwise referred to as... Well, you guys know what it's called. Yeah, I think... I don't think we're allowed to say it. Yeah. Oh, oh no, wait, yeah, they didn't just call it a nude. uh, Yeah, they called it... A dingus pick. Let's just call it that. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, they, they referred to that. I know they claimed um, just kind of sketchy photos with him and who he is allegedly or was allegedly having an affair with. Right. That was uh, Sanchez. Yes. Um, among other things, something it was either him. I believe it was they claimed like Sanchez doing suggestive things with a cigar. It Really? Oh, yeah, like, yep. Really yeah, that was one of them. Specific. And then in every single one that like included like pictures of him, they were like with his wedding ring. Yeah, with his wedding ring. Um, so they sent an email to Bezos's legal team and they were like, hey, we've got these pictures. And uh, and hey, we know that your, you know, Washington Post is covering this uh, this story that involves us. And in the emails, again, they kind of use the. Uh, like the kind of we're doing something illegal and don't want to talk about it very clearly speak where they were like, well, mm-hmm. you know, it would be it would be a shame if we couldn't cooperate about this. And like maybe we don't have to publish these images. 
they essentially said that if Bezos makes a public statement affirming that he and his team have no knowledge or basis of AMI's political motivations, um, which would essentially be a lie, at least according to Bezos, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't publish the photos. And that... That's blackmail. That's blackmail. <laughs> um, I mean, again, like I'm not a lawyer, and the emails, they use like weird legal speak in it, so don't cite me on this. No, it definitely was. They were like, here are our terms. Lie, and we will not publish the unpublished documents. That's what they call the pictures. This is me covering my own butt saying that I don't know. This is is freaking blackmail. All right, let's just kind of be (laughs) real here. Um, And so what did Bezos do? Uh, Well, (laughs) he published the whole thing online in a post to uh, Medium. He posted the emails, and he essentially said... I don't give a damn, and uh, and this is what they told me, and uh, if you want to slander me, I will. Well, not slander me. That's not the right word. If you want to trash my reputation with these photos, I will trash your reputation with your effort to trash my reputation. Right. Um. So he did that. That happened what yesterday? Yep. I that believe? was yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and then and then it just it got messy. AMI responded that it believes it acted lawfully in the reporting of its story, it said, the original story. Because it originally reported on um, on just details about the extramarital affair and not these pictures. Um, but it also said that it believed it was acting in good faith, but it, it takes these allegations seriously. And they said they are going to thoroughly investigate the claims. I don't think they were expecting this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, like... Maybe it's different because it's Jeff Bezos, but if I were blackmailing someone, I think the idea behind blackmailing them is that you don't expect them yeah, to. It's, it stays a secret is, yeah. the, is the intention? That's, yeah, that's sort of the point. You don't tell people about it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, so this is so this is backfired in all kinds of ways, um, assuming this is true, which we'll, we're coming up on our first uh, commercial break, so we'll have to discuss it more after, but... Assuming this is uh, assuming that Bezos's allegations are true, um, AMI is in hot water now. They're actually being investigated by the feds for potentially breaking their cooperation deal. Evidently, uh, potentially attempting to extort a billionaire was not a part of uh, of their cooperative deal, um, and that's kind of where we stand. This is all very this is all very fresh and. Yeah, AMI is already in hot water for really, really, really shady journalistic practices, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're already being investigated for cooperating with the Trump campaign, or at least members of it, in committing a crime. Um, so this was just a really stupid approach. We have to go to our first talk, uh, to our first uh, commercial break, quick. But when we get back, we're going to talk about this more because, like, I just <laughs> this is just such a this is just such a spicy meatball. I want to know what you think, Amaranth. Yeah, we got um, some things to say. Yeah, I got thoughts. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Keep it locked and leave you all with a little bit of PSAs and maybe some music. Uh, when we return, more about this spicy story. Listening to WHIP, Philly's number one college radio station. Keep it locked. <laughs> Welcome back to Rational Radio on WHIP. We're Philly's number one college radio station. We're also a pretty great internet radio station on, yeah. you know, iHeartRadio, which is, uh, you know, one of those big things we like it it's yeah we're it's pretty, on it it's pretty solid i assume you know that if you're yeah, listening yeah you're probably listening on it so we probably don't need to tell you 
I mean, unless you're listening on uh, what is it, Radio Effects or TuneIn, we're on a couple things. It's we're just all over the place. It's yeah. it's marvelous. Um, but speaking of, I don't know, all over the place, marvelous. Not really speaking of any of those things. Uh, before <laughs> the break, we were talking about Jeff Bezos and how American Media Incorporated. Potentially, allegedly, unless Bezos is just straight up lying, uh, tried to blackmail him. And uh, the the short version is American Media Inc. got involved with some crimes committed by members of the Trump campaign involving campaign finance violations. Uh, it's pretty brazen ones. Specifically, AMI was involved in trying to cover up the stories in a scheme that also involved the Trump campaign. Although that's not really the focus <laughs> of this one. Um, the Washington Post reported on that a bunch. Then the National Enquirer, which is uh, managed managed by AMI or a, a company underneath AMI, um, they started publishing kind of damaging information about Bezos. Bezos investigated them, and then they threatened to publish more damaging information. According to Bezos, if Bezos didn't publicly come out and say that he had no reason to believe. Um, that their actions were politically motivated, which, according to Bezos, would have been a lie. Mm-hmm. So because that would have been a lie, Bezos said that he pretty much was just not about to let someone blackmail him and published the whole entire email chain, or at least uh, the, the most incendiary bits, on Medium, and essentially said, your move, um, AMI. And we read it. And we and we read it, and it was actually like, yeah, they they just if unless it's just fake, they uh, straight up blackmailed him. So I guess so. First of all, in my you know in this rundown, we've got some notes. And by the way, the sources on this, Bezos published uh, the his statement in uh, Medium, but you can also find coverage of the whole American Media Inc. debacle on uh, the BBC. Or most other news places. It's, really, it, it's it pretty much everywhere now. Story. Um, so my my own observations from this are that, uh, first and foremost, this is nuts. Yeah. Um, but second, I, I want to know from you, do you do you buy this story from Bezos on its face value? Maybe not, like, face value, because, you know, like, who doesn't spin the truth a little bit when they're mm-hmm. telling a big story? But... It seems a little. It seems kind of believable, you know. Like at least the blackmailing part. I don't know. It just seems like Here's my, something that would happen. <laughs> position, and I guess, like, man, I really guess I want to see what AMI's uh, quote thorough investigation right internally is going to is going to find. Like whose idea this was, because, like. How, how does one go about blackmailing someone like Jeff Bezos? What does he have to lose? Exactly. It, I mean, first of all, most people already do not like Jeff Bezos. You're not going to, like, ruin him with nudes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of those uh, below-the-belt Right, <laughs> below-the-belt selfies is not going to take him down. Um, second, like, he's—if if there's anybody in the world who has, like, playing God money— um, it's him, so I, I I would expect that it's probably difficult to to pull a fast one on him in any capacity. And on top right. of that, like he already got divorced. It's not like they were holding 
it's not like they're holding his relationship hostage that, at this point. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like I don't fully see the like I don't see especially how incriminating those photos could be. Like, yes, it was an affair, but it's already people knew about the affair and people already knew that he was getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. And so like it's like, oh, he sent nudes. Okay. Like, yeah, like <laughs> oh wow, he was big. You mean to tell me a an American billionaire, an American billionaire who owns one of if not the biggest corporations, multinational corporations in the world, you mean to tell me that person was unfaithful? <gasps> oh my gosh. Will, will their reputation recover? Man, it's cuz what if he wants to run for president or something? That might that might prevent him from doing that, right? No. Oh, okay. oh, so there's, there's like no consequences for. Ah, I got it. Cool. No, but in all seriousness, though, like he, I, I'm, I really don't think that he, uh, I really don't think that this. You know, it would be damaging to him, but I'm not sure how real that damage would be. Right. And at the same time, he is in a position where he has no reason to lie about this. Yeah, that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is like, why would he say like? oh, they are trying to blackmail me. Like, he's... If nothing happened between them and he's just lying about it, like, what would be the point in lying about it if there's nothing going on? Exactly. Because, like, he's not... Again, like, he. it's not like he needed ammunition. He was already right. in the he process was on of the paying defensive a private investigation team to, like... If they would have found information, they would have published that, probably, let's be real, on the Washington Post and been mm -hmm. like, hey, here's what our investigation found. They didn't need to to make up a story of blackmail here. Right, exactly. Like he was he was here, he was on the offensive going towards the going towards AMI with his freaking private investigator who he hired with all of his money. Why? And then like oh, their response, like it has to be a defensive action on their part. Like he was already doing so. He was already making moves against them. It's not like he made up extra moves that are that are just yeah. a story. God, it's just stupid. Like it really, I like I I remember when I read this story the first time yesterday, because the very first thought in my head was, how did they think this was going to go? How did they think this was going to end? Bezos was going to go. Oh, I cannot allow that to get out. I will just use my I I the leader of a massive multinational corporation will use my other multinational media corporation to publish a false statement. Because you got me. That's not... I don't think that was ever a realistic idea. This is not a comic book. No. <laughs> this is not a comic book. And, like, you can't... Uh, the, like, mobster tactics like that work on uh, people who don't own a sizable portion of the entire globe's wealth. Um, people like Bezos... It, it takes a lot more than that to extort someone like that. And keep in mind, this isn't me coming to his defense. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I have fairly strong opinions about people like Bezos because I know how much his workers make. Yeah, we don't actually like him. Um, and to be completely honest, like, he, not a fan. I understand you're doing fun stuff with space and things like that. But also the United States is currently experiencing one of the weirdest periods of economic stagnation among most of the population. The economy is booming among the top. Uh, the, the numbers put it above 
I want to say above the 80th percentile of uh, income earners. If you're there, you're doing well, but that leaves factually the majority of the country doing worse off right now. Mm -hmm. And Bezos is one of the people who is profiting very, very heavily. He's doing real well. Orders of magnitude over anything that you or I or anybody listening to this can even begin to understand. Um, He's doing very well in this economy. So I have... I mean, he did buy the Washington Post. Yes. <laughs> Not trying to leap to this man's defense. At the same time, though, blackmailing him or attempting to blackmail him, allegedly, uh, that is effing dumb. And yeah. I don't know how they thought this was going to this was gonna end. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's that story. Oh, boy. But do we even have time to get into... If we do it really, really fast. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll hop into this quick because we do have an update on uh, on Whitaker, who is currently the acting attorney general. He was appointed ish by uh, President Trump. I say ish because his appointment was very, very contentious mm-hmm. for reasons that we talked about in a 13 minute long video essay with, I believe, 16 sources off the top of my head published last semester. It's on the WHIP radio YouTube channel. Highly recommend you check it out. Look um, at it. To give a uh, to kind of sum it up super quick, um, Matthew Whitaker is someone who had contact with the president before his appointment, uh, made his opinions about the ongoing Russia investigation clear. He was not a fan, and because he had contact with the president, and because the investigation was ongoing, it was considered a massive conflict of interest. Um, again, because the president hasn't been silent about this investigation, he hasn't even been. I wouldn't expect him to be silent, but he has taken to Twitter very frequently, um, at least a couple of times every single week, to kind of roast the investigation, call it a witch hunt, try to delegitimize it, um, and then he put someone in a position of authority over that investigation. Um, in the world of of just law and investigations and stuff like that, that is a massive conflict of interest uh, and something that you kind of can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did it, and it stuck. Uh, so, he's been in battle the entire time. Interestingly enough, after Whitaker came into power uh, in this position, he immediately stopped talking about it. And the latest statement I saw from him, besides the one that we're about to go into, uh, he kind of said that he learned some things that he didn't know beforehand, and that the investigation was what it was, and that he wasn't touching it, essentially. Um, which is interesting, but we don't really have time to speculate on what that means. Uh, But what did happen, and this is uh, news from earlier today, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, this Uh, is recent. Yeah, recent news. He testified before a bipartisan congressional committee earlier today um, to kind of talk about his experience with with the investigation. Because, again, massive conflict of interest, and a lot of people are concerned about the position he was in. Um, Because, oh, this is important information, Unlike Jeff Sessions, who was in the position beforehand, he did not recuse himself, which would have been the proper thing to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, he didn't testify. I can't say he didn't testify willingly but he, because he did, but he didn't originally. Uh, it took a lot to get him on the stand. Originally, Democratic lawyers, well, I should specify, this is coming from U.S. News. Uh, originally, Democratic lawyers threatened him with a tentative subpoena to appear and testify. Um, and then he said that he would only show up if that threat was taken away, which is like, 
not how it works. A subpoena is when they force you to testify because right. you're. I'll only testify if I'm not being forced to testify. Yeah. You're going to testify either way, man. Yeah. And like they can't That's make you means. testify against yourself, but they can make you testify against others if you, if you have material information. Um, or at least they can they can get you to appear and uh, receive questions, and then you can you know choose whether or not to answer them. Uh, but Whitaker stated now that he is uh, now that he did finally testify in front of Congress that he had faithfully upheld the law and the Constitution. He said that he did not discuss the details of the investigation with the president or anyone on his staff. However, he refused to talk about the specific extent of his discussions with the president, um, citing executive privilege and the executive's need for privacy. And this feels sketchy because mm-hmm. so far in this investigation, I don't... God, I don't know how to make this lighter, so I'm just going to say it how it is. The president has lied at just about every single turn about details of his knowledge um, of just about everything involving the investigation. We have very rarely gotten honesty from the president. And I understand he's in a politically compromising situation, and I know lots of politicians lie or at the very least are, you know, kind of sketchy with how they employ the truth. Um, But the president's in a sketchy spot, and he has really not been forthcoming. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people are uncomfortable with this statement, um, including Republicans, interestingly enough. They saw it as grandstanding and kind of a waste of time, considering that Whitaker is probably going to be replaced by the end of the week anyway, so I assume tomorrow, but I don't know. Um, Democrats maintain that it was essential they ensure the validity and impartiality of the investigations, um, especially, again, considering that Whitaker was an outspoken critic of the investigation and was appointed by the person being investigated. So, we got to go to our next break. That's kind yeah. of the... Yeah. We'll talk about this when we come back. Yeah, I'll talk about it a bit more. That's kind of the, the big story, though, and we did want to update that because we've talked about this on a few occasions. Um, so, we're, we're going to talk about it more on the other side of this break. Keep it locked. Y'all are listening to WHIP, Philly's number one college radio station. I'm going to leave y'all with a little bit of hmm, Black Keys and maybe some PSAs. And uh, when we get back, we've got more spicy news to talk about. Keep it locked. Welcome back to Rational Radio on WHIP. We're Philly's number one college radio station. And this is the show where we talk about politics and news and all that fun stuff. All the time. All the time. It never it never ends. Last week was crazy. This week was crazy. The week before that was crazy. Next week is crazy, I assume. It's uh Looks like it. You know, exciting times to uh to be alive. Could have just been five hundred years ago when it was just, you know, the plague and stuff. Ah, but speaking of <laughs> speaking of exciting times, um uh, so I, before the uh, before the talk break, we um, not the talk break before the commercial break. This is the talk break. We were talking about uh, Whitaker, Matthew Whitaker, specifically the acting attorney general, who was appointed shortly after the midterm elections. Who we covered extensively. Uh, he kind of represented a big conflict of interest. There was a big stink. It's a long story. He finally testified in front of uh, Democratic lawmakers. Well, actually, it was a bipartisan uh, congressional commission, uh, but it was mainly the loudest calls came from Democratic lawmakers. Um, 
specifically to check and make sure that he's not sliding information about the investigation to the president because the investigation concerns him and that would be a big problem not just for Whitaker not just for the president or the investigation but also for the president uh, if he gets caught meddling in the investigation he can he already very well may be but he can get in a lot of trouble for obstruction which is uh what got the last president to essentially be impeached? He wasn't. He resigned before he could get slapped with criminal charges. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nixon got up to that crap, too, and it did not serve him well. No, but so, different time. Yeah, yeah. different, different He's time. He's gotten up to a lot, of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, so he said that he didn't, uh, that he hasn't shared information, but he also said that he did have some discussions with the president and that he could not share the details due to executive privilege which is just okay, i think that that is like it's like the worst response ever like tell us um did you talk about this no but i can't tell you what i did talk about it's a secret because i mean and here's the thing like i don't want to give him too much crap for it because executive privilege is absolutely a thing and i mean geez with the attorney general there very well may be things you talked about with the president that he can't share with us but that's kind of a non-answer in this context right and it's... This is extremely serious. Like we're talking, everybody involved goes away forever, depending on depending on how uh, yeah how nasty that this ends up being in the end. Um, and his answer didn't make anybody happy. Uh, no. Republicans, as I mentioned before the break, saw this as political grand uh, grandstanding and a waste of time. Um, something that just kind of drew attention to a situation that already doesn't look good for the party or the administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and Democrats were like, well, that was a non-answer, and you're still the acting attorney general, and you have private, like, you have a relationship with the president, even though the, and this is where I, in the last talk break, I mentioned that the president has kind of lied about things at almost every turn. When he appointed Whitaker, he said that he didn't know him, which was materially false. Um, uh-huh. So those are the kinds of lies that we're concerned about, um, and this this interview didn't really do anything to assuage those. So I I don't really I don't really know what to say besides that. This is still kind of a trash situation. <laughs> Find out what happens next yeah. next week I, on I, I, Rational yeah. Radio. <laughs> oh, tune in next week. Uh, I would say check out the crackdown for it, but I know we didn't put anything about this on the crackdown. There's actually, there are a couple of big stories that we just didn't fit on the crackdown this week. Because there there's so much stuff, guys. There was too much going on. So and we're like, covering them here instead. Yeah, so hope you, congrats, you're getting like the, <laughs> the extra treatment. I know, when you do, if when and if you do listen to the crackdown, there are some silly like entertainment stories on there. Um, we save space for those so that it's not just depressing. Yeah, we don't want to. <laughs> We don't want to make everybody sad when they watch our videos because we want them to come back and watch the videos. Mm-hmm. So, and like, keep in mind, I know one of the stories that we have is that Russia is threatening us with uh, the end of the world. So, yeah. Uh, but let's keep some humor. Yuck. I thought we left that <laughs> crap in the 80s. Yeah, you're right. Let's keep the humor. Anyway, it's really hard to just make humor about, uh, about global thermonuclear war. Uh, yeah. Oh, we could move on to the next one, but this yeah. story is just. Spicy meatball too. Yeah, uh, this is this is a little bit it's a little bit crazy. Okay, so this is coming from the New York Times, and I was also looking at NBC for this. So the Supreme Court has blocked 
the Louisiana abortion law. Um, they voted five to four to block it yesterday. So this law was originally passed by state legislature back in 2014. And basically, it requires any doctor who offers abortion services to have admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 miles. So the problem with this law is that there are only four doctors who offer abortion services in Louisiana, and only one of them can have admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 miles. So this was a law that effectively, by the sounds of it, didn't it, completely outlaw abortion, but it sounds like it made it nearly right. impossible. Yeah. So two Louisiana doctors and a clinic filed a challenge against the law because it's almost identical to a Texas law, which the Supreme Court voted against in 2016. So in that case, the court said that Texas imposed an obstacle on women seeking access to abortion services without providing them any medical benefits. So like I said, this law would leave only one doctor at a a single clinic in New Orleans, and um, this one doctor would be the only person who was able to offer abortions to 10,000 women every year who seek abortions in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. That's the approximate number. So back in the, in the Texas ruling, the Supreme Court determined that requiring clinics to have hospital admitting privileges is medically unnecessary, since only a small fraction of abortions in the first trimester require hospitalization. And then uh, the action of the court in this case, it's only a temporary stay, so it was part of a brief unsigned order today, um, and none of the five justices who voted to block the law needed to explain their decision, and the court is likely to hear a challenge to the law on its merits in October. Um, the four judges who voted against the block were Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh. And Kavanaugh published a dissent, which has sparked some controversy. Basically, he said that he would have liked more information. And his way of saying that was that he would have liked to enact the law and see what happens first. Stupid. And then. The whole, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the whole argument here is that a law like this was in place before. It was unconstitutional, and we know how it would have worked. Uh, there would have only been one person in all of Louisiana <laughs> licensed to practice abortions, which, by the way, even if you are anti-abortion, unless you want to outlaw it completely, which is not an option, at least as of now. Not because, no, we um, have Roe versus with, Wade Due still. to Roe v. Wade. And frankly, again, if you don't like abortions, most people that I know who do not like it don't like abortions due to late-term ones mm -hmm. um, and ones that are this not This is first well. trimester. This is not late-term. Here's my point. We're talking first trimester, and when you outlaw abortions like these, when you make things like first trimester abortions harder to get, that is what drives the demand for later-term and, like, not medically mm -hmm. proper abortions. They, they call them back-alley abortions, but that's yeah. kind of a little... Scary term. Yeah. yeah. This is, I mean, this is placing the, like, the argument is that this is placing an undue burden on Louisiana women. Um, it's also a little bit of a classist issue since um, the poverty level in Louisiana is pretty high and most of these women can't, wouldn't be able to afford 
an abortion at, first of all, the only abortion clinic in the state, and then a hospital admission. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the travel. Louisiana yeah. is not a plus little Plus the travel, state. yeah. You would have to travel to New Orleans to do this. Um, so Kavanaugh was like, I would have liked to see what, I would like to enact the law and see what happens and then decide what we're going to do about the law. Because he said that he's only seeing competing predictions from both sides, which is, Kavanaugh, that's... That's what that's, it is. That's, that's what that's those arguments. That's how the Supreme Court yeah. works. That's what you do. <laughs> are you are you a judge? Like, uh. yeah. So he was the he's the most recent addition to the Supreme Court, which pushed it um, actually so that now the Supreme Court is more heavy on the conservative side. But Chief Justice Roberts, who normally votes conservative, he was the deciding vote in this case, and he voted. Um, he voted to block the law, which is diff- which is like a little bit of a turn because in the Texas case, he voted to uphold the law. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time he switched it up. And um, unfortunately, this doesn't mean that he won't vote in favor of the law when it comes back into court in October. If I had to guess, Roberts probably changed his vote because... Here's the, just being a conservative justice isn't a, isn't a bad thing the same way just being a liberal one isn't a bad thing. And if you are a judge worth your worth your salt, I don't know where that phrase comes from. Um, but like if if you know what you're doing, cases like these should be very clear. There's precedence. If the law is right. very much like one which has already been found to not be constitutional, the question isn't what is your opinion on this law. The question is what is the precedent. And if you don't agree with the precedent, there are steps you can take to overturn that. But in the here and now, the precedent is the law. It's called case law, and it matters very much in the U.S. legal system. Um, To be completely frank, everybody on that case was obliged to vote in that way because, again, this case law was already decided. Right. This is, yeah, I mean, this was identical to the Texas um, to the Texas law that was um, voted against by the Supreme Court in 2016. Um, I mean, it's also there's a lot of controversy specifically um, when it comes to Kavanaugh's decision because um, there's been there have been some like fishy stuff with him and um, Roe versus Wade. There were some emails, um, and basically, like people are afraid that. If we now have Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, then Roe versus Wade will be, um, it's going to be overturned. Which would be so stupid. Which, if you don't know, Roe versus Wade is the, uh, it's the case that makes abortion legal. So if it's overturned, then. I really can't, like, I really can't stress, even if you're not a fan of abortion. Yeah, like that, and this, even if you're not a fan of abortion. Having regulated legal abortion services, especially during the first trimester, like that's that's how you get away from the nastier stuff. Right. If you outlaw it, people don't stop getting abortions. And this isn't something from like the past 20 years. This isn't something that we know from the past 100 years. People have been getting abortions for a very long time. It is one of the older medical procedures that are out there. Um, and if someone doesn't want to have a kid, they're... You don't get to you don't get to decide if like, they do or not. It has a thing like they're going to make that decision, and there are ethical arguments to make, especially as you get later and later into the term. But if the reason why people are waiting later and later into the term is that they don't have access to something earlier on, that is an artificial problem. Mm-hmm. We've created it. The situation is worse. Yeah, and on I mean, top of that, it's just issues like these. They largely affect people who are poorer people who have less resources, because I hate to break it to you, 
But we've even seen this with, like, Republican congressmen and stuff like that that have mistresses. Usually when someone with money and power finds themselves in need of an abortion, they don't wait to see what their constituents say or what the law says. They spend the money, they get on their private jet or whatever they've got, and they go where they need to go to get it done. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even in even in a perfectly legal sense in more um in more liberal states when it comes to those kinds of laws it takes it's really hard you know like you can't just walk in and be like i want an abortion and then get it done like there are wait times i mean there's a lot of wait times the closest um, it is to that i believe is when you get a very early one where it's um induced with medication right and even then there are still restrictions right yeah it's like it is it's not a super simple thing. It's not a simple issue, and it's not something that you can just be like, "This is what I think." And so. it's worth mentioning, like even in the even in the craziest examples, like I know the law that went into effect in New York has been freaking a lot of people out. Those late-term abortions are only in cases of medical necessity. Yeah, it's like there's, to my knowledge, there's nowhere in this country you can go as of now where you can no questions asked get a late-term abortion. That's not like no, yeah, there, it's there, not a thing. There needs to be a medical cause for it. It's and in this case, that's not even the kind of abortions that this law is about. This law is about abortion, period. And there's a precedent for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, good on you, Justice Roberts, for like doing your job. Uh, Kavanaugh, I don't really know what you're smoking, but uh, well, he's uh... you, you know learn to maybe <laughs> do your job a little better before the next one, please. Uh... Yuck. So on that yucky note, <laughs> on that yucky note, that's all the time that we've got for today. Thank you all for listening to Rational Radio on WHIP. We're Philly's number one college radio station. If you want to learn more about what happened in the news this week, uh, check out the WHIP Radio YouTube channel on Sunday when the crackdown launches in the evening. We'll have all the, well, a bunch of the biggest stories from no, the week. Yeah, not all of them. <laughs> there's, there's not enough room. <laughs> uh, we'll have them all in one place for you, and we'll have our sources cited. Thank you for listening. I'm going to leave you all with a bit of Daft Punk. Lose yourself to dance, unless you're listening to the podcast. Sorry in that case. Thanks for listening. Keep it locked. Happy weekend. Happy Friday. Godspeed. Peace out, (laughs) y'all.